Well, we welcome you back in once again to the Christian Apostolic Center podcast, where we are endeavoring to be disciples that make disciples. I'm your show host here again, Alex Spoon, and with me, as always, my good friend and co-host, Reverend Matthew Bell. Bro, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, brother, and it's good to be here. Absolutely. We've been enjoying just a kind of snapshot of spring here in uh, the uh, what, you know, it's kind of southeast Michigan. Came and gone. It came and it is. It's <laughs> come and it's gone. But that's not going to stop us tonight from jumping into the Word of God, discussing some cool principles. We're going to jump into a very popular portion of Scripture in Acts 1, verse 8. We can, Many apostolics can quote it, but there's a launch point that we're going to hit before we even get to that power, and it's something called humility. So, as always, break out your Bibles, stay tuned, and listen in. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the CAC podcast. We are excited today. We're going to be talking, uh, preluding our main topic of the power of God of Acts chapter 1, verses 8. Am I correct, Brother Alex? Yeah, yeah. We're definitely, I'm going to go ahead and steal the all-famous um, line that Brother Miller uses consistently. You're going to get more out of this if you open up your Bible and follow along with us. I love when Brother Miller said that uh, several months ago whenever he was on the podcast. And so we encourage you to do that here tonight. We are going to jump into Acts chapter 1, verse 8, very popular portion of Scripture, uh, not just for apostolics but for any Christian uh, believer in general because this talks about the power. And we love to talk about the power. And we're going to talk about the power because it is important. But there is definitely something that me and you uh, we're talking about not only in the pre-recording, but last night, yesterday, um, with some other fellow ministers, and it's it's a concept that is really important. Um, and the context of our conversation last night was uh, as far as what precedes holiness, and so that word is humility. But as you talked about today, and you kind of brought it up, and I think it's perfect. I'm I'm glad you mentioned it because I I had kind of felt it, but you put you you put it together to make sense, and that is humility. Um, precedes the, the the effectiveness of the power of the Holy Ghost, um, which is important. So that's what we're going to start with today. Um, before we jump into it, obviously get your Bibles out, but please, everyone that is watching on Facebook Live, please, as always, post this, share this. Uh, those of you that are tuning in and listening on our podcast, uh, please rate this if you haven't already. Give it a five-star rating or whatever rating you deem it's worthy. Leave some comments in there and as Please subscribe to this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it so we can up the locations of uh, where this podcast is downloaded as far as Apple Podcasts. I believe, Mr. Producer, it's around 10 plus countries, which is absolutely incredible. We give glory to God for that. Uh, so let's jump into it, bro. Humility. It's a really huge word. And I say that because Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Bible talks about him. Um, he was meek, lowly in heart. He walked in humility. So we know it's important. Um, but is is humility just kind of, well, not accepting credit, not accepting compliments? We talked a little bit about that, you know, in the pre-recording compliments. What, what, what is a, if you had to give a basic found, a foundational definition of humility, what would that be? Well, I'll, I'll do that by trying to relate to everybody. Have you ever been in a teaching you you've been in a lesson and your teacher he's hitting on some really strong points and he's just covering everybody and he he says something that's more corrective and he says there are people out there that they're 
doing this, 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 and this is what the word says about that. Everybody would be like, yeah, we've been in a time we've been where a preacher said that or a teacher said that. But the, the problem is, is there's this thing that's reoccurring with people. It's that it's never for them. It's for somebody else. Oh, man. Right? You know. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So the preacher, he, he gets up. You know, we got to watch what, what we're watching and, and, and what we're putting into our eyes and what, what, what videos we're doing. Something simple like that. You know, someone says something like that. We're like everybody else, but we didn't wreck. We didn't. Hum, a humbleness not only recognizes the need for others, it recognizes your personal need for correction as well. Wow. Humility looks introspectively, and it says, I am not as good as I originally thought (laughs) that I was. Yeah. Um, So when when we talk about humility, I I kind of phrase it like this. True humility in an individual's life recognizes the reality of what is not the distorted view that pride causes Mm. give me an example humility will recognize my struggles within myself and bring it to light right but pride will hide it in darkness Mm. so we've got to be humble enough to recognize who we are and who, what we need. Yeah. Um, of course, there are probably people that have better definitions of how what humility is. And I wonder if, uh, if, if in the comments you would just describe in your own way, what yeah. is humility? What is humility? What is it when you think of that word? What, what's, give, what's the first word or maybe first couple words? Or d- define that, describe that, because I think there could be very wide-ranging um, variety of, words or sentences used to describe it but we know that it is it is the enemy of pride yeah. of arrogance yeah. and uh, as you mentioned earlier we find throughout scripture uh, what was god what was jesus looking for whenever he came to the earth we know that it wasn't those that had everything figured out all of their ducks in a row and this really should be an encouragement to all of us that come uh, to a service maybe we drug in uh, and I, I, I steal this joke from my friend. I, I grew up with a drug problem. Every Sunday, Wednesday, I was drugged to church. Uh, if the doors were open, we were there. And uh, some people feel that way. Uh, they, they're just kind of, man, they barely make it in. Um, you know, some others, they, you know, they got their Sunday best on. Um, I mean, and Brother Nick, we're actually speaking about uh, an instance like this in our church. You know, someone was coming for a long time, but they were just, man, they were there, but they weren't there. They were everything they could do to get to church and I don't know about anybody else I have been there I can't speak for anybody else right, I have right. it seems like I've put together two three four services and all of a sudden a month goes by and it, it I can I kind of blank out I really don't know what I got from a service I wasn't really involved and I it's like man I made it there and that's about the only positive thing I could say but be of good cheer because if it's because you have struggles and you're dealing with things and you have issues and you got you maybe some sin you're dealing with, there's some struggles internally. Maybe it's fam- I, we can name a whole slew of things. Jesus comes to our services looking for you, um, looking for the person that has the need. 
Yeah. He, um, obviously, he inhabits the praises of his people. So there are times where you may be feeling good. You've been blessed. You're going through a fruitful season of prayer and fasting, uh, ministering in the word, and your family's doing great. And, and we thank God for those times. It's not uh, against God's will to have, be in those seasons of, of fruitfulness. So we want to grow. That's what we're striving for. Um, and obviously, God honors that, and, and, and God, again, inhabits the praise of his people. But really, as Pastor would say, he makes hay whenever he gets down to a desperate heart that's so hungry for him, um, that comes up to him and says, if you're just willing. I know you can, but I want to know you're yeah. willing. Um, and we believe God can do this, but do we believe he will do this? Yeah. That's what Pastor said on Sunday. And so I, I really think... That's the beginning por- uh, portion. Before we ever get to the power of the Holy Ghost, um, to steal your sentence, Rev, you said we got to believe we need the power of God before we can ever really operate or receive the power yeah. of God. I, yeah. I haven't seen anybody yet receive the Holy Ghost that doesn't believe they really need it. Yeah. You know, when we talk about humility, we look at the first word, contrary, you already brought it up. We, we think of pride, yeah. you know, pride. And pride will cause us, to not only lie to others, but lie to ourselves. Yeah. You're right. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need that. I don't, you know, I don't need to study. I don't need to pray yeah. more. You know, I'm fine where I'm at. God's yeah. God accepts me. He understands, yeah. you know, that's what pride causes. But pride has uh, a flip side. And I, I just want to bring this to light real quick. Yeah. And then we'll go into, to, you know, Christ and how yeah. we re- we can receive his grace and his power through humility. Pride can also hide itself in the guise of low self-esteem. What pride does, pride is hungry, right? What's pride hungry for? Pride is hungry for applause. That's what everybody's after. Everybody wants applause. Even if you say you don't, you may not want to be in the center of the crowd, but you want applause from somewhere in your life. Wives want it from their husband. Husbands want it from their wives. There's nothing wrong with that if it's balanced. But really, all those things come from a sense of pride. It, it, it comes from a sense of wanting to be praised a little bit for what mm. you did. You know, husbands out there, you do the dishes on Tuesday or Thursday, <laughs> and your wife's done it all week. If you're anything like me, you're looking at her like, well, are you going to praise me for it? You know, and <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a funny ordeal, but we're all looking for that. To some Words of affirmation, degree. absolutely. But but pride can hide itself in low self-esteem in the sense that you think you're nothing, but in actuality, you're looking for someone to say you're something. And low self-esteem is, I don't want to go into a, a very in-depth understanding of that, but don't think, this is my whole point of, uh, of this, don't think those who are boastful and haughty are the only ones struggling with pride. Because hmm. there's a lot of people that don't think they struggle with pride, and in itself, they're walking in pride, hmm. right? Okay, so we've got to recognize where we are, and the only way to recognize is to have humility. We've got to have humility. Humility will take correction from God, from your pastor, and from your peers. Yeah. 
and we don't we don't do good with peers, right? That can know? be very difficult. Yeah. You know, pastor tells me something, and you know, and it should be this way. You know, we we understand the authority in which he operates under. That's yeah. the real. Um, that's the real reverence we have for that yeah. position. Is we believe that, and we know he's being led by God. He is in tune with the Spirit, as are we, and that yeah. will be confirmed in our spirit, um, and obviously through the Word of God. I I think, uh, Rev, it's you mentioned. Um, we've been talking a little bit how, as far as how Jesus views this. What does mm-hmm. the Scripture say? You know, he resisteth the proud. He gives grace. Think about think about that. Uh, he, he does. He gives grace to the humble, but he mm. he resists. I mean, I I haven't broken down that word, and I I, I know I don't want to belabor that point. But think about God resisting you. It's, it's to uh, believe, if my memory is go ahead and do, accurate, pop off the top of your head. It right? is to purposefully reject. He rejects the proud. He refuses to accept them. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I. That is, there's one person, if there is one person, obviously I want my wife to, you know, I, I my goodness, I couldn't imagine, you know, we, no one likes rejection. No. I mean, dating, I mean, you're going throughout school, I, no matter what it is, the rejection is hard. Um, that's a humbling experience. You think, I mean, I'm per, again, I'm, I'm forgive me for all the personal references, I, I, you know, you just, I go through moments and times going up, like, man, I think I'm, I'm, I got something to offer, you know, I'm, I got this going on, I'm looking good, feeling good, cool car, whatever it might be, and all of a sudden it's like you get humbled real quick by somebody um, when you're quote-unquote rejected. Uh, man, I do not, we cannot afford, let me just say this, um, you know, if I could be a little stronger, to be rejected by uh, God. That is, and we do that to ourselves, that's the important thing. He doesn't look at um, our status. He doesn't look at our spiritual tank necessarily and say, oh, you're not good enough to talk to me today. It's not that kind of rejection um, because we know um, his grace and mercy is sufficient even when we're not on top of that spiritual mountaintop like we'd like to be. Right. We're going through a low, low valley. Right. He's rejecting one thing, and that's the proud. Yeah. But as you said, as the scripture continues, he does give grace to the humble. And as we begin to kind of transition in, obviously, I know, I know we have a couple more things to hit before we get there, but to Acts 1 yeah, and chapter 8 um, is, is mm. before we can receive the power of God, we got to make sure that we have the grace. It's only by His grace that we can receive that yeah. power. And so, again, to kind of bring this together, this stair step, this domino effect, humility is the only way you can approach God and receive grace according to yeah. the Word of God. And we know that grace is going to lead... Uh, again, to the the empowerment of yeah. the Spirit. And just to add to exactly what you're saying, that absolutely, 100%. And Jesus showed this. Yeah. You know, there was only one. He even accepted, in a, in a, in a sense, you know, the Gentiles when he was on the earth, even when he wasn't supposed to be for them. Mm. You look, because they came to him by faith. Yeah. And the woman... I believe it was the Canaanite woman mm. came to him, heal my daughter. He said, it's not good to take the crumbs or the bread and give it to the dogs. dogs yeah. And humility says, but even dogs get the crumbs from the master. Yeah. And that statement Boy. is what changed the heart of Jesus. I don't know if it changed the heart, but it moved Christ enough yeah. to say, 
That's a pretty fun theological well. question there too. That's yeah. maybe something we can deal with that. Yeah, maybe. What happened there? You know, yeah, you know, was Jesus calling her a dog? You know, I mean, how how does that? You know, that's kind of interesting. But obviously, that's not what we're gonna do it tonight. <laughs> but the, her response the, was the response humility. of how she received that statement. That's right. And said, you know what? I Who would have got offended? I would have probably I gotten offended. Been, I would have been offended. Boy, my goodness! And but I believe that. I believe she. This is the difference. I believe she she recognized this this is where we can you know accept that yeah who he was yeah he she she knew who this dude was yeah and not to refer to jesus you know like that but (laughs) you know i'm just talking plain she knew who he was yeah she called him master right right she called him lord Hmm. she knew who she was he he was so we've got it this is my opinion this is my opinion. I think a lot of people struggle with pride because they really don't know who Jesus is. Boy, that's a they don't word. recognize him as mm. he's the Lord. He's the my master. They haven't had true experience. But anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> that's incredible, though. That that, that being a how many people I would have struggled again. I don't know. Uh, maybe some people can relate. Again, I don't know, but I know for me, I probably could have missed out on a miracle there because of yeah. my pride yeah. causing me. An offense really comes from pride because yeah. why? What someone says, um, yeah. it hurts our ego, yeah. and it brings us. It, it it changes the perception of what we view ourselves as, yeah. and so that um, boy, how, don't let pride. If I could just say this to somebody in the Holy Ghost, don't let pride get in the way of. The blessing, the miracle, the provision that God has for your life, yeah. because, um, boy, you you he, you need Him, yeah. um, and boy, I, I love Pastor as I, I, he says it all the time, and I, I think we ought to quote as much as we can. It you can't offend me. I, he is determined and purposed in his heart by the grace of God that you're not going to offend Him, and boy, we got to get there. Even if somebody says something that is offendable, if that's a word, uh, that would be justifiable, Mister Producer. For me to get offended, yeah. um, I, I just, I'm not going to get offended by that. You know, mercy and grace doesn't always look like we think it would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it was Christ's mercy and Christ's love, and I would say let's just go with the word grace, that moved him to spit in someone's eye. Hmm. You know, there's nothing more disrespectful than someone <laughs> someone spitting in my face. Yeah, you know, or giving somebody a wet willy. Oh my! You know, and spitting in their <laughs> ear. Mr. Producer enjoys those. And <laughs> my, <laughs> I was a joke. Oh, Forgive me. It was, I, 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 it was funny, but I, it came out of nowhere, man. I was like, whoa, hold on there. Oh, but man. the whole my, the whole point is is that your pride really can stop you from receiving a miracle because your pride views what Christ would do or allow in your life to change you for the benefit. Why would God ever do this to me? Why would he allow me to go through this? That's pride. Anyways, I want to to bring this point so we can get to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus looked to the Pharisees, the one people he really rejected. Hmm. The, the people that thought their doc because they knew more, they prayed out in the streets, they knew how to pray with repetition better than anybody else. They knew all those things. They fasted more than everybody. They cleaned their hands better than everybody. You know, they did everything right. These were the people Christ rejected. rejected. Why? Why? 
Jesus said it. He told us the reason why he rejected the Pharisees. He said, because I came to those who are sick and are in need of a physician. Right. He rejected them because they refused to recognize their need. Hmm. Because pride blinds you from recognizing that. If you are not humble enough to say, I need God, then you'll never get God. Hmm. I mean, it's as simple as that. If you're not humble enough to say, I, in me is no good thing. In my, my righteousness is as filthy rags in comparison to Christ. If you're not able to recognize that through humility, you'll never receive what Christ can give you. Anyways. Um, I, I, think, I think what you're saying, I, forgive me for everybody that's watching this, but I, I'm going to break out a book that we've been reading just, just to give a quote. Because what you're saying is exactly what we, we kind of talked about. Um, and I quote here from a resource. Indeed, the hypocrite does not discern his hypocrisy, which is what you're saying right now. A hypocrite does not discern his hypocrisy, for he cannot perceive flaws within himself. Rarely does he actually deal with the corruption of his heart. And since he seeks no mercy, he mm. has no mercy to give. Since he is always under God's judgment, judging is what comes through him. Wow, that's incredible. And and I that again, that's Francis Frangipane. That that's a you know a great author there. I that is exactly. I didn't plan on reading that, but when you started saying that, that was that. That's all that was on my mind and heart. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Boy, what pride robs us. Yeah. What when we think about that, we think we're protecting our our ego and, and especially as our reputation. But in reality, we are robbing ourselves yeah. of so much, um, the blessings of God. Um, we, we could even, let, let's, let's, let's talk about this for a sec, because I, I know we're going to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but yeah. there's a flow here. Yeah. You look at who Jesus was moved by compassion with, who Jesus went out of his way for. It was the woman at the well who had five husbands, mm. and the one she was with wasn't hers. And he went out of his way and said, I must go to Samaria. Yeah. Went miles away. And if you look at at the region, it was mountainy hills and desert location yeah. to get to where she was. Yeah. Sent his disciples away to get food so he could have a conversation with this lady and tell him or tell her the Messiah's here. Mm. What came out of that? When Philip went to Samaria, great revival took place. Right. They received it with great joy, and they all rejoiced. That one action of compassion to one individual changed an entire city. Right, let's move on from that. That's just an added benefit point, whatever. Um, but let's go to when Jesus in, in Matthew chapter 9, and the scripture says he was moved with compassion. Why? Because the crowd was coming to him. Who was in the crowd? The, the scripture describes it. The demon-possessed, the lame, the deaf, the mute, the wow. sick, the diseased, the lepers, the broken marriages, the children without parents. Every person that had a problem yeah. went to Jesus. Yeah. And what moved him? Them. The need. It was the need. It was the, it, He looked at them as as a, as. as as a sheep without a shepherd, it moved him with compassion. Right. And so 
we've got to recognize, oh, Lord Jesus, help us right now. We've got to recognize that you getting your act together is not going to move Christ more in your life. Hmm. You reading your Bible more and saying, well, now I'm good enough to approach God is not going to move Christ. You studying more and you praying more is not going to move Christ saying, I've got my life together. Now now God loves me. Mm. No, you need to say, I am in need of God. Obviously, we don't we don't say we don't give excuse to lack. You know, we don't give excuse to right. that. But what really moves God is when you say, I need him. I need him to overcome laziness. I need him to overcome arrogance. I need him to overcome hatred. I need him to overcome any of these things that in myself I would be embarrassed if someone knew about. Oh, man. Pride will stop you from recognizing that Christ is the only answer for you. Mm. You've got to be humble enough and understand that Christ is looking for the person that recognizes their sickness. I'm sorry, I'm kind of went went all out right that, there. I that right there, I I think I, in Jesus' name, I think it's appropriate. Just uh, if we could, just uh, we've never done this necessarily before, but almost like a quick corporate prayer. Lord, give us, help us to walk humbly before you, to in recognize that we we need you. I, I have, I don't think anybody listening. Uh, watching this has been living for God too long to where they did they they they've got to the point where I just don't need I don't need him anymore I've got this figured out and we know Paul, how Paul felt I have not yet attained I have not yet made it and as you right. talked about the progression of his uh, how his self revelation at the end I'm the chiefest of sinners and if the man that wrote three quarters of the new the quarter of the New Testament that you preach out of and read of I said he didn't make it there I, well I, I would say we're not there either and we're saying all this you know and, and this may not what we're gonna <laughs> well acts 1 and 8 may not be the bulk of our conversation tonight but we said all of that to, to get to this point you cannot make it we cannot make it I cannot make it without the power an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We t- we talked about this in depth a little bit with Pastor um, back when we, we did the Holiness series and kind of came out of that. We have exhausted, uh, if that's possible, John fifteen five. We're full without me, you can do nothing. Yeah. Um, that is applicable for us today without the Spirit. Everything we do, from the Sunday school teachers to those that are ministering in a given Sunday, the sound, Bible studies, discipling, being an effective disciple maker and witness at your workplace. You have to have, I have to have the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what Acts 1 and 8 is about. And we're going to, we said all that about humility because you have to have that approach, the honesty, the transparency, uh, the reckless abandon of your reputation in the, in the, 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 the admitting of your need for Christ, um, and you said it perfectly. He reject. What is re- we talked about rejection earlier? I don't want to be rejected by God. Well, you may have asked yourself, what does being rejected by God look like? We'll read the Gospels and look at the Pharisees. That's what huh. being rejected by wow. God looks like. Uh, I mean, just I, I, I. We've always looked down about uh, you know at the Pharisees. We've always talked about them. We preach about them. I've preached about them. But there are times I've lived and operated under the same spirit they did, and desiring the applause of men and having my reward at very temporary. And I, God's grace, and I, and we need to repent for those things. I need to make sure yeah. that I'm walking in that grace. So we say all that because Acts chapter one 
in verse 8, uh, it says this, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the most parts of the earth. We're, we're going to try and break down that entire verse. We may only get to that first portion where it says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I, I think uh, we've talked about this, but you see the progression in Acts 2.38 when they did receive the Holy Ghost. Now we do know, and some of you may know, some people that received the Holy Ghost maybe after they were baptized or before. But one thing is certain that has to come first is repentance. And you're not going to find, and I, I feel comfortable uh, saying this as an absolute just based off of Scripture, so please hear me. I, I feel comfortable and confident based off of Scripture saying that you're not going to find anybody that is effectively, truly baptized, born again of water and spirit before they have repented. Uh, in fact, that's one of the things that if you're praying with somebody, you've been tearing with somebody, or they've been tearing for the gift of the Holy Ghost, they're maybe not receiving it, maybe they're they're, they're having some struggles. I, I, I would implore you and anybody to go back to that, have you repented? If there are things in your life, Brother Matt, you said this, that are still in the dark. It might be from pride. You don't want anybody to know those struggles. You don't want anybody to know or those things to be revealed because... Yeah. Let's be honest, we have some ugly things in our past. I have some ugly things. And how humbling was it for our pastor to get up there and said, you would be surprised and taken back. How could he do some of those things? But at the end of the day, we are all people, uh, and we are all human, and our natural inclinations is for sin and lust and um, filthiness of this world. And so repentance is key. And so the connection we are making, you cannot, based off Scripture, receive grace without humility. And we know that repentance is seeking God for that grace and that forgiveness. Yeah. So we love the power of the Holy Ghost. We, we need it. We want to operate in it. We see the disciples in the 120 and many afar off after that and after Acts chapter 2 receiving that power. But it is important. Those of you who have not received the Holy Ghost, we may be having, we have some listeners possibly that, uh, that haven't received the gift of the Holy Ghost again. Pray about humility. Go back to that stage of repenting. That's important. And, and pray about humility. But for all of those that have received a gift of the Holy Ghost, and everyone in this room is producer, Brother Matt, you, you and myself, and you know, many of all my knowledge that are watching from CAC Online tonight, you have received the Holy Ghost. But lack of humility can keep you from operating and living Mm, with amen. the power of the Spirit continually. Yeah. Because I have had days, Brother Matt, where I don't walk in the power of the Spirit, though I have spoken in tongues and though I have the gift of the Holy Ghost and I've been given that power, I get beat up sometimes because I I get defeated some days. And now you say, whoa, isn't you know the God is stronger? Greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. That's true. But as Pastor says, whatever dog you feed most is going to win that battle. And there are days when I don't walk in humility that I struggle and I don't, I forfeit the power of the Spirit in operation in my life because of something like pride, lack of humility. Yes. And that's the connection we want to make mainly tonight is we need the, the, the grace of God, we need the humility um, that Christ walked with, that Paul walked with, that Moses walked with 
if we're going to continually walk in this power that God has ordained us to walk in. Mm-hmm. I know that's a lot to say, Rev, but I'll kind of give everyone a break from my voice for a second. No, I mean, you're exactly right. It was, it was humility that caused David to repent when the prophet came oh, and man. told him his sin. You know, he was blinded for out of lust for a period of time. Mm. But when the prophet spoke to him, that is when he fell on his knees. And he said, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against you. Yeah. Even at the chance, yes, oh my goodness, at the chance that he could have been stoned to death. Even at the chance that he could have been killed according to the law, he still, out of his humility, repented before God. That's right. Because he recognized, I believe, I believe David had a recognition of who God was. It was pride, contrary to one king to another, that caused Saul That's right. to make excuses. See, we broke this pride, down, pride yeah. doesn't pride doesn't always stand up, mm. you know, boastfully. Pride also can make excuses. Excuses are what deter the blame on yourself. And so we we've got to recognize. We've got to recognize why is this so important that and if if we can I don't know how much time we yeah, got left on the mm-hmm. Why is this so important between pride humility? And our walk with God, you know, we, as you pointed out beautifully, is that repentance is that initial beginning to receive the spirit, but it's a lifestyle of repentance produced by humility that helps you to walk in the spirit. Well, what does that mean? I'll give you an example. Just the power of God in an individual's life is the Holy Ghost. Mm. Scripture describes that. You look at Luke. You look at Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, <clears throat> tie all those together. You can even go, I think it's 1 Corinthians hmm. 3.16 or is it 2 Corinthians? Whatever the case. Uh, yeah. And Actually, it's neither one of those. I'm sorry. Which, uh, but it's God has not given you a spirit oh, of fear but yes. a power of love of a sound mind. Okay, so we got all these connected. The power of God is in an individual's life is the Holy Ghost. Now, can we look at an example of what this Holy Ghost does? You know, a lot of us have the Holy Ghost, but we don't know what it does in our life. Mm. That's just the reality of what it is. A lot of people have no clue Been there. how the Holy Ghost works. Been there. And vice versa, I'm, I'm learning still. I know, you know, you can know concepts, but still learn it. You still have to learn it in your heart, right? Mm. Um, the Scripture says when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will lead you. So this spirit that's to come is going to lead. It's going to lead you and me. So main thing, he's going to show us how to walk. He's going to show us where to walk. Right. He's going to go point the direction. Mm-hmm. Here's the direction you've got to follow. Okay, And he says he's going to lead you through truth. Okay, mm-hmm. Truth is, the best way to describe it in my words, in simple words, is the eternal principle of what is right. It simply is what it is. It's unchangeable. Yeah. And Jesus is that truth. That's, yes. a, that's why he showed up. He said, I am the way and I am the truth. Yeah. Um, so truth is eternal. It is eternally right. It is what God says this is what is right. Okay, And it will never change. 
says he's going to lead us through truth. And this is this is what he says. He says this is why, okay? Because he's he's going. He's not going to speak on his own authority, but whatsoever he hears, he shall speak, <clears throat> and he shall tell you the things to come. Okay. So this spirit leads us through truth by talking to us. Now, obviously getting familiar with the voice of the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to describe that today. You need to learn the voice of the Holy Ghost in your life. I believe one of the only ways to do that is in prayer, prayer and meditation. And so the Spirit shows up, talks to us, and leads us through truth. My throat is uh, very dry, brother. Sorry. It's dry out there. My nose is dry. So this Spirit... This, this, I believe that now this is my opinion. I believe one of the greatest powers of the Holy Ghost is the enablement to change us. And it changes us from bringing us out of darkness into light. Light represents truth. Darkness represents deceit. Yeah. And so this spirit leads us through its power, internal power. It leads us. It gives us not only, uh, it gives us desire to do the will of God yeah. is a good way to describe it. So um, getting back to my point of why it's so important to be humble in this walk with the Holy Ghost, and I know I'm taking a quick time here. It's just a quick theological thing real quick. Because the Spirit will tell you things you don't want to hear, mm. and it will lead you in ways you don't want to go in your flesh. Mm. And humility says, you're right. I do need to do that. Mm. Pride will stop you from following the Holy Ghost when the Holy Ghost makes it difficult for your flesh. Such as, don't hate your neighbor. Mm. Or when the scripture talks about, do good to those that despitefully use you. And pray for those that hate you. The Holy Ghost is going to lead you to those things. Right, only humility will cause you to rejoice in tribulation. Yeah, the Spirit's going to talk to you about that one day yeah. when you're not rejoicing in tribulation, and then the Holy Ghost comes up and says, "Hey, you need to rejoice in this." Right. So, anyways, humility. Yes, humility. How can talk how can it. we talk so much about it whenever Acts one and eight is our main topic of discussion? Well, because that's just how important it is. Yeah. I mu- pray this. Uh, I must decrease and he must increase. That's the yeah. words of the prophet. That's Amen. what the greatest prophet, may I add, of all of scripture, uh, major and minor prophets, all the you know books of the Old Testament, the Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, major prophets, that the greatest of them all says... I have got to decrease. John the Baptist, when his time, his ministry, um, his influence, him being center stage for that moment of time preaching, um, the repentance and for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, uh, it had ended. And what a moment. What an opportunity it was to show how to truly be humble. Because, think about this. I'm going to end with this. I promise we've... um, we're going to end with a little bit of prayer. I, someone would say, I would say, well, of course, it's Jesus. Now, think of, of course, it's easy to, 
it's Jesus. So, of course, go ahead. You know, I mean, if you want to, Jesus pulls on your coattail in the middle of a sermon and says, I have something to say. Well, I mean, no, no one's going to question it. It's Jesus. Here's the mic. You want my coat too? I mean, anything you need, of course, it's Jesus. Yeah. And so one would say, well, it wasn't really that big of a deal for John the Baptist to, to say, listen, boys, you go follow him now. How he tells you, how he leads you, how he guides you, that's how you need to walk again. He must increase, I must decrease. That's still true today. But if it was so easy for John the Baptist, again, us having a greater covenant, the least of those that are in the church, the Bible says, are greater than John the Baptist, I still find it easy to not decrease, as you said, when the Spirit speaks to me, to think, man, that's just not the right thing. I know what's best. So it's it's it seems it would appear simple to of course Jesus you take the reins of my life of course Jesus speaking from John's perspective you go ahead it's your turn but every day is Jesus's turn in my life every day I have to decrease and he must increase that is I don't want to say the secret formula but that is a, a real characteristic of an apostolic believer that is necessary for you to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. That Acts 1 and 8 is only possible and so wonderful and so true for us if we have humility. Amen. When you have humility, you obviously operate. It's, it's by the grace of God. We know this. Um, oh, in Jesus' name, as we go, we pray that you're blessed by this. We pray that the Lord uh, uses all of us that are listening, that are here today, to operate in humility, to show humility, to be gracious to one another. We love and appreciate all of you that spend uh, take some time with us to to go through the Word of God, see what it says, to, to kind of stick with us as we break down some of these principles. We try to communicate with passion and, um, and a desire because we obviously I, there's a, this is important the, this topic of humility, and obviously it's a big one that you can't necessarily cover all the bases in in just one session. But really wanted to get that across tonight. We need the power of God, but that means we need, obviously, humility. Mr. Producer, what are we looking at for time, sir? 40, 40 minutes. Okay. Brody, want any last comments? I just want to let everybody know I love you, and I'm in the same boat with you. Mm. To overcome the pride of oneself is a lifetime of endeavoring and a daily walk with a cross on your shoulder. And I, I don't want to misrepresent I, I speak with passion and I speak directly but I speak it like that because I speak it as I would speak it to myself all right because true humility recognizes when you're telling others how to live you're also looking in the mirror and saying I need to live that way yeah because truth is not a respecter of persons that's right and so out of humility I say these things knowing that through Christ we can overcome the pride of life which is in every single one of us. Amen. Lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. All these things are in the world. We can over, overcome them through love, through Christ, through the Spirit. So we're in the boat together. This year, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, I, haven't made, I haven't made it yet, Brother Alex. That's, I haven't made it yet. Well, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you guys all. We love you. Amen. God bless.